Welcome to Connected with Melissa J. Scott. So Connected is for the 2%. It's for the free thinkers, the renegades, business owners and entrepreneurs. Basically, we're the square pegs that don't fit in the round holes. Connected isn't your typical business growth and online marketing podcast. It's for people on a much bigger mission who have a heretic mindset and a deep interest in connection. From our business to our personal life, we support innovation, connection, and change. We dare to dream really big because we know that we are capable of so much in our lives and we are constantly learning and growing and sharing. So if you want to live an extraordinary life, then you are on the right path. You just have to know who you are and be connected to your truth. So don't forget to subscribe and let's begin. Hey, and welcome to the podcast today. My name is Melissa J. Scott, and I'm your host of The Connected Podcast. It's kind of weird if you're watching the video version of this, I'm actually sitting in my car, but I had a great idea before I go and do my motorcycle license, which has inspired my entire podcast episode today. I thought I would go to a local park and just shoot it there. And I got to the local park and realized it's botany and it's incredibly noisy. So hence, that's why I'm sitting in the car. But if there's something that I always subscribe to is about being resourceful and just sticking to your plans and finding a way around it. So here I am in my car delivering what is going to be perhaps a really personal podcast because the topic for today is something that's been really playing on my mind for a long time and I've been mentioning it in a lot of social media if you guys watch me at all. I'm turning 50 next month and it's a real personal struggle for me actually turning 15 and yes I know it's a number and yes I'm the fittest I've probably ever been in my life <laughs> or up there with the fittest and you know I'm, I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm all those things and I'm very grateful but it's still really challenging because I'm not at a place in my life that I thought I was going to be you know I have Um, I'll be, I really even struggled with the notion of having a 50th birthday, uh, like having a party. So that in itself caused months of turmoil trying to decide where it would be. And, you know, and because I am a single woman, realizing that my worth of myself and the way that I value myself is still very much how I see myself or what I can do for other people and not so much just around me. So my biggest fear is that I would actually have a party and that no one would come because it was just me, which is crazy. And this is what I wanted to talk about today, why I wanted to do a podcast, more just a reflection and a sharing podcast with you guys. Like I don't have all the answers, but I certainly just want to share with you the head trash that goes on in, in all of our heads. You know, from the outside, I look quite successful, like I have my shit together, but we're all just thinking, feeling, emotional creatures. And so for me, the thought of putting on my own, celebrating myself for a starter, having my own 50th birthday party and just on my own, like no partner to entice people along or, you know, my kids aren't the sole focus of it. You know, I've thrown many a party for everybody else in my life, but, you know, very much, and this goes for a lot of women and a lot of parents really too. I'm not going to just say only just women. This happens for guys too, is that we're not celebrated. We don't know how to celebrate ourselves. We don't know how to and really just celebrate ourselves and really just say, hey, we're awesome and we deserve a party and everyone can come and just like celebrate me because I'm I'm awesome. <laughs> like even saying those words, I kind of struggle getting them out. So that was the first milestone is actually like planning a party that was around me. And so what I actually did was rather than just plan one, I'm now planning two parties. 
<laughs> and more celebrations as well because I just sort of wanted to really knock this thing on the head. Like I went to see Tony Robbins years ago and we do this thing called the Wheel of Life. And if you haven't done it before, you should do it, where you look at, there's the mapped out and, every, and you can Google it, Wheel of Life, Tony Robbins or something. It'll probably come up in a Google search where it, it's it's like you have to map like the center of the circles here and, it, and you start from one going out to ten on the outside of the circle and you have to say where you're succeeding in your life market rank it out of ten so it's all sorts of things like spirituality finances uh, love relationships you know career um health definitely and all sorts of different other categories i can't remember what they all are but that's like the crux of what the categories are and so you score from one to ten and the whole point is that you want to have this really lovely you want to try and get tens in everything you know if that's that's the ultimate goal isn't it so you have this perfect wheel like if it was a wheel of a car or a vehicle that it would be perfectly turning but what happens is that you can be quite rickety you might be a 10 in your personal relationships but you might be a three in your career or you might be a seven in your career and you might be a two in your health and a 10 in your spirituality like it's you know you want it's a really lumpy old wheel and your goal is to try and get this thing to be a perfect wheel so one thing i detected when i went along to this tony robbins thing was that i actually when it came to celebrating myself i realized i did this really bad thing and a lot of business owners do this and particularly a lot of women do this is that we are like a one on the scale of celebrating stuff like i would have major milestones of things that I achieved and, and, and achieved goals and maybe if I you know, won a new client or delivered a really exceptional job for a client, I would let myself feel like a moment of happiness and then I'd be kind of like, okay, what's next on the list and just go to that list and not really take the time out to acknowledge myself and the job that I did and how good it was and that it was worth celebrating. So when I think back to all my birthdays, I think the last time somebody threw me a party I was 16 and they were my a close girlfriend and I didn't have a clue what to do with that like it just it was just so foreign to me to have a party thrown for me it was just something that was unheard of and then for the rest of my life since then I'm about to turn 50 if I've ever had a party I've had to organize it myself and so the whole thing about organizing my 50th was a whole lot of head trash around that it's man I gotta do this myself this really sucks but anyway I'm embracing it and I'm actually throwing myself with my son because he's turning 18 in the same month we're actually having like a couple of weeks beforehand like a family party where we're getting all the family to come up for it and then I'm actually celebrating on the day a couple of days after my birthday I'm having a proper proper party in a proper pub i'm inviting clients i'm inviting friends i'm inviting you know my, my children and their partners and it's just purely to celebrate me so doing that was a massive massive milestone and i even found myself sort of thinking to myself where should i have that party what's going to suit everybody because i've got people from all around sydney coming to this what's going to make them happy what entertainment will i have for them so i finally and and um a really dear friend to me actually said my ex-partner actually <laughs> said to me said screw satisfying everybody else what do you want and i was like what do you mean what do i want he's gone this is your party what do you want and i had to get back to him in a week i could not think of what i wanted which is you know i'm sharing this with you guys super duper indulgent but it's because like we don't take enough time to sit out in our life and actually say what the hell do i want what do i actually want for me not what's going to satisfy my clients or what's going to satisfy my partner or my children or my friends or whatever it is that's you know really lights you up but what is it that you actually want to do so that's the first thing that came along which i sort of discovered that i'm really crap at well 
was really crap at doing you know with my 50th birthday really triggered a whole lot of shit around it and the other thing that I'm really triggered about is being single for my 50th <laughs> like I haven't really been single since I was 18 so when I was 18 I when I was 17 I moved to Sydney um and I was I bought myself to Sydney all by myself it was quite an accomplishment one of the most amazing things I've ever done for myself like I orchestrated the whole thing I set up the job I came up to Sydney during the school holidays before my HSC did a job interview you know I set all that up myself this is before email like I'm you know nearly 50 so this is well before you could do anything on the internet so I sent out letters you know responded by phone and then went to an interview got the job came back to my HSC and then came back up to Sydney five days later and got that job so but the thing is the whole time when I first came to Sydney as a 17 year old was I was desperately lonely and I believed in my head because this is social conditioning and what you know we're taught from our families and a lot of the time was that I was taught that you're nobody without a partner so at 18 I met um, my boy's dad and I leapt straight into a really intense relationship that lasted 20 years and then after that the day that I moved out from him when that marriage disintegrated after 20 years I met Steve my next husband-to-be and so I went slept straight into that relationship you know and this is what we do when we are codependent people when we're and you know it's not a bad thing being codependent but it's not a great thing because you lose your identity you find that you don't actually know who you really are you know when it comes to yourself and then when it comes to throwing a party for yourself or, or or when somebody says what do you actually want you don't know because you haven't thought about yourself since you were a teenager you know back when we were egocentric and that was what we did you know a woman in my 20s and 30s I was having I had three children um, and I raised them and I was working hard and I had my own business and so I looked independent and I was independent and I was very financially independent and most of the time a lot of the time in that marriage for the last 10 years I was supporting the family and then in my next marriage I was very much supporting myself and my children and also helping my next my second husband support himself because he had such big alimony payments that's another story um so I looked and felt independent, but I didn't have any of my own interests that were just mine and I didn't have hobbies that were just mine and I didn't really have dreams and goals that were just mine. It was They might have been work-related, but you know what I mean? Like it's like the personal interest stuff, the things that actually light you up in your belly and the passion stuff. So when I would go out, I would find myself talking to people about small business because I love small business and I love marketing and I love branding because that's what I do. I love my kids, so I talk about that. But I really never ever had any real interests. You know, so when I was with Steve, I developed, um, I rekindled my great love for camping, caravan and camping and heading into the outback and the desert. Like I forgot how much I love that stuff, but we really just stumbled across that. That wasn't me consciously deciding it. So as partners in relationships, and I, I want to refrain from saying just women because men can do this too, is we can really lose ourselves and we can really, really get so busy in our lives that we forget to tap into the essence of who we are. And then we have a pretty major event happen in our life. And for me, that happened when I was 45, was that my second husband, who I loved, adored, nurtured, cherished, and kind of carved my whole life around his, he died all of a sudden. It was incredibly unexpected not really when you think about it because he did let himself get pretty overweight and drank a lot but he was you know I'm just being really honest because this is the forum to do it in but it was still a surprise to me it did shock the shit out of me when he just died of a massive heart attack at the age of 48 and I describe it to people now it was like 
I woke up that morning and we'd had an awesome morning. You know, it was, you know, it was a good, it was a good night before. It was just, we were just so lucky. It was one of those really special times. And then, um, he left for work. I remember seeing the back of him as he walked out the door and I was just kind of like, man, he's fine. I'm so lucky. I just love that man. And I'm really happy that was my last memory of him consciously when he was in the room. And he left. And then at about 12, 45, 12.15 he actually rang me to say hi and tune in with me and to check how I was going and he actually told me he had indigestion, bad indigestion, he felt really off and he felt a bit sick and he was just eating, <laughs> eating to try and cure his indigestion while his workmate was in a Bunnings or something, buying something. Then they headed out to the caravan and camping show at Rose Hill Racecourse and then half an hour later I got a phone call from her freaking out saying he just collapsed on the floor paramedics were there they were working on him she had been working on him luckily that rose hill race course and they got paramedics there they were working on him furiously with the paddles he had everything and had, had every best chance of survival and he pretty much died there on the spot but they were still amazing they took him to um uh, sorry, it took him to Westmead Hospital and they worked on him for another couple of hours, but really in essence he'd, he'd left. So why I'm sharing this really personal story is because this happens, this is real. There's nothing special and unique about me or him. Yeah, he was a larger guy, but he was a really physical, he was still a really fit man. He could do anything that the younger guys at his work could do. He could do it better actually. He was a very strong man. He, you wouldn't have picked him for a candidate for a heart attack candidate at the age of 48. So it was um, pretty shocking. And what resulted for me was just like really the whole rug had been pulled out from underneath my entire world. And I was just left there. Thank God I had my children and I had friendships. But nothing kind of replaces the friend, you know, the friendship and the partnership you have with your soulmate you know your partner your life who you think is your life partner and then all the i realized all the plans and goals and and dreams and aspirations and everything i had set even around my business it was all around what we were going to do together as a couple afterwards which is great and sort of how you should you live your life but i realized i had nothing i didn't realize at the time i realize now looking back and that was four years ago i had nothing in my life that was just 100 percent just for me you know i did everything for the kids like my kids had athletic careers like um, kai was really and dane really really big in their athletics and i was traveling all around the state and and we even went down to victoria with kai for some national events kai also played rep soccer Cody was playing A-grade soccer, Dane played soccer, you know, so that I was extraordinarily business with my kids. I was extraordinarily busy with my kids and their activities. I was extraordinarily busy, busy before Steve died with him. I was managing all of his social media for him on the side, like no one knew it was me. <laughs> I was helping him build his personal brand. Um, I was really his greatest fan and, and, you know, I was doing all the marketing for him on the side personally. And then I was working in my business, which I loved and was passionate about. But in that whole equation, there was nothing there for me. Like, what was my passion for me? So that when he died, I had my kids. So I, 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 you know, I kept doing what I had to do with them, which is great because that's what keeps you alive and keeps you going. Um, I had my business. Well, I had to work because, you know, I'm not an affluent woman. So not yet anyway. So I had to keep doing that. But my soul was ripped out and there was nothing to replace it. So I did what a lot of people do and I replaced it with another relationship and I attached myself to a beautiful man who I loved very much but way too soon I hadn't done any of the healing that I should have done um, 
and we sort of got together in, a, in our codependent relationship, which was very tumultuous, very up and down. It stopped and started a lot of times. It was very loving. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be nasty to that man. He was a great man, but it, um, he was troubled because I wasn't fulfilled and complete and I wasn't a whole person in myself still and didn't even know to be. So anyway, that relationship ended at the time of putting this together. That ended about eight months ago. And since then, I finally had the aha in my life that what's missing is me, is my soul, my self-love, my interests and things that I do for myself. So that's why I wanted to put this podcast together and it's all sort of culminating with turning 50 next month. And it's so this year I've been really busy um, doing stuff that are just projects for me and things that I'm passionate about. So last year with my partner I actually we got together and I reinvigorated my love of singing, which was awesome, and we wrote some music together, and it was amazing. But again, I was very much just doing it kind of the style of music that he liked, the style of singing that he liked, to trying to be sort of like what it was to blend into that. But I actually have my own individual style of music that I like, and I've started songwriting stuff that I like for me you know, on a personal level. So that's one thing that I've been doing for myself, which is wonderful, and I got myself singing lessons, and I'm loving it. And so right now I'm uh, looking at putting together like a, a – trio of musicians just myself and two other musicians to put together and start playing some gigs and singing the songs that I like that light me up you know that are really of interest to me the other thing I did at the end of last year was through Facebook I'd seen um, a bodybuilding a girlfriend of mine who'd gotten into bodybuilding and well, she's just like a loose friend somebody that I met at a, at a retreat and then went to and then I follow her on Facebook and I followed her whole journey over like a year of bodybuilding and it was so interesting I just thought then when she competed I was like oh my god like I'm 50 next year and I thought I wanted to run a marathon this year but really that's so demanding on your knees so I just thought and I'll just destroy my body so I thought you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a bodybuilding competition so naively I thought I'd be doing that competition you know after six months of training but it actually requires a good 12 months of training so I'll have had 10 months I'll be competing in October so I'll have had 10 months of training so you know I'll probably just be skinny up there with a bit of muscle but we'll see we'll see how I look but the point is for the first time in about 30 years I started doing something that was for me that lit me up and that was really damn enjoyable so yeah I've been singing doing my bodybuilding comp and then I also recently have uh, decided that I want to start riding a motorcycle <laughs> and my kids are just kind of like oh my god mum like you know you're really going through this take this midlife crisis thing really seriously and I said no but this is this is something that I've kind of wanted to do haven't really passionately burnt in me about it but it looks really cool and I went with um, my ex-partner to do a video shoot for a motorcycle company and met a really lovely young woman who was riding a bike and she just transformed for me what riding a motorcycle looks like for a woman so she's got a nice sporty little bike and she gets out every weekend with just a whole lot of different mates and they ride and I love being out in nature and I love you know bushwalking and I love being out in just the elements and that's the other thing I love. I love camping, you know. So I just sort of thought this motorcycle riding, it's got to go hand in hand with it. So that's where I'm off to in about half an hour. So I'll be cutting this off in a minute because I'm off to go do, learn how to ride a motorcycle because I don't know how to. And even though I grew up on a farm, it wasn't that kind of farm. Like we weren't really encouraged to do stuff. And I was allergic to everything anyway. So, but we didn't have motorcycles or anything. So like this is, you know, age 49 and 11 months, I'm going to go learn how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> And if I like it, hopefully buy one and enjoy it and join some groups and do that on the weekends. You know, again, something for me, but something social because we all know that 
particularly, you know, I love my, my podcast is called Connected. So being that for me means about being connected to yourself and knowing who you are and what makes you tick. And it also means being connected to other people. So, you know, I'm looking for activities that connect me to other people, not just solo ventures all the time. So even though riding a motorcycle is quite solo, you can join motorcycle groups and do it all together, which is actually advisable because it's a lot safer that way. And the other big thing I'm doing, which I've already booked for in August, I'm going to be going to, um, I usually go to the Big Red Bash in Birdsville with my um, husband, my late husband, and that's a 24-hour drive from Sydney, and that's some pretty dodgy driving for the last 800 kilometres of that, and it's a bit, you know, it's, it's harder to get to and a bit more remote, whereas they're running one this August in Broken Hill, which is dead easy to get to. It's only 40, 14 hours from Sydney. It's all tar, and I've just got to organise. I drive a ute anyway, which you can see firsthand. Um, and then I just get myself geared up. I went to the camping show on the weekend. I'm organising what it is. I'm just deciding between like a rooftop tent or like a batwing awning with a tent off the side of that, a 30-second tent. I'm opting for the rooftop tent, actually. I'm just thinking it'll be good to have it up and above the elements because um, when you're camping in dust all the time or if it floods, and believe me, I've been through hailstorms, massive flooding. We're up to our knees in water <laughs> and, um, God, ferocious winds, rain. We've been through everything. So I'm thinking the rooftop tent will probably be the best solution for that. And that's the, so that's the other thing that I'm tackling this year for myself. And because I'm on my own, um, I've been trying to get people to commit to going to this thing at Broken Hill and everyone's umming and ahhing. I just went and bought the ticket. I'm just doing it on my own. I don't care. I have great faith that there'll be other people that'll be coming along, so I'll be able to go and convoy with them. And you know what? I remember five years ago when I went to the one at Birdsville, people are so damn friendly. I met this chick just standing there while we're waiting for the band Sorry, I didn't even say what it is. So the, the bash is, it's a it's a music festival for oldies. <laughs> Paul Kelly's headlining it, you know, so it's all Australian music. It's really cool. So, but I met a lady there and she was a widow and she was traveling all around Australia by herself in this big um, RV thing that she decked out. And it was super old. I don't know how she was brave enough to drive it because if it broke down, she didn't know how to fix it. But um, she just trusted in the universe and she'd met people along the way and she was staying with them and their generosity and kindness. And she'd made friends along the way and I made friends with her. I've still got her number. I'm, you know, like it's, this is what happens when you push yourself and you go out there and do stuff solo. You, it's For me, it's all about finding myself so that when I do find my next partner, I will be a far more well-rounded individual who will have created my own life that looks really beautiful and shiny. And I believe I will lose a lot of my codependency traits and my anxious attachment traits because I have a deeper self-love and a connection to myself that runs far deeper than just my nurturing side, which is my natural instinct and a lot of women's natural instinct to nurture, love and care for our partners. You know, and it's made me a beautiful mother because you do that so naturally with your mothers, but, you know, maybe your partners don't need so much nurturing and so much caring as like a child does. You know, they want an equal and they want somebody who's got their own activities going on, their own life and their own passions. That's outside of their business. You know, like my business means a lot to me too, but you really got to remember what it is that makes you tick. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys in this kind of personal podcast. So I'm 50 next month. No doubt I'll do some kind of wrap up on that and talk about what it was like. And, you know, when I get by my first motorcycle, no doubt I'll do a podcast on that, what it's like the first trip out by myself. And then particularly when I go to do my solo trip to Broken Hill, I'll, I'll show what that's like, you know, and no doubt 
I have so much faith that I'll just make friends along the way. And when I have my band together and start doing gigs again, like I did that when I first moved to Sydney when I was 18, and I actually gave up my – I loved that. You know, that was one of the most amazing things I've ever done in my life. I just set all that up for myself when I, and I did that when I was single. And then two years into my relationship with the boy's dad – I um, gave myself nodules because he was giving me so much pressure about quitting that and leaving that because he wanted me more to himself and I, me being the good partner, um, I gave my, I couldn't make that decision. It was too hard. So I gave myself nodules instead, which is like, you know, damaging your voice. I really believe that a lot of the things that we do to ourselves physically through sickness or injuries is quite psychosomatic and it's very much linked to our brains and we create this kind of angst in ourselves and these kind of injuries so we don't have to make these decisions for ourselves, and our body just makes that decision for us but that's another topic and i do want to talk to a kinesiologist about that you know with you guys and then one of the upcoming podcasts so i hope you're having a great day um hope you enjoyed this podcast if you have somebody in your life that is approaching a milestone birthday or if they're widowed or if they're just in a relationship and they're coming to the end of a marriage or something show them this podcast share it with them um I'm 49 and 11 months and I am discovering who I am again and it's a beautiful journey. I've made some really wonderful friends and I've um, had some amazing connections with people that wouldn't have happened when I was in a relationship and I am thinking that my next relationship, whenever that is, and I have beautiful faith that that'll happen. I have no angst around that at all. Um, I'm not online dating. I'm doing, not doing any of that stuff. I just, I just know the right person will come along at the right time with the right lesson, you know, the right learning. And I just know that I will be a far more uh, whole individual that will be able to bring so much more to that relationship and to every relationship, you know, to my clients that I do a lot of business with, to my friends, you know, I'm rekindling a lot of friendships because I let a lot of them go in my last relationship because that became so codependent. Um, you know, and I just think it's a really good message and I want more people to think about it and just plan their lives and live more consciously and, you know, maybe not have to get to the depths of becoming a widow or having a major breakdown in a relationship uh, and a personal kind of real coming of age where you can actually just make these changes and, and find yourself and discover who you are and what you want to do without having to have all the angst and stuff that goes along with it. So if I can help anybody do that, I'm more than happy for you to share this podcast and just get the word out there about what it means means to be connected not just to our friends and family and people around us but connected to ourselves because that's where it all starts until you have that really deep authentic connection with yourself any other connection you're going to have outside of that is only going to be less than so i'm talking about deep love deep compassion deep care where you love both sides of yourself and i've got other podcasts all about what self-love is if you want to check those out as well so thank you so much love you guys i'm really really um grateful for the people that tune in and i hope you've learned something if you want to reach out to me and have a chat, please do. You know all the ways. They're always listed in the show notes. And um, I'll chat to you next week.